Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of December 11th, 2023, season 5, episode number 48. This week, we talk about R.E.M.'s Michael Stipe giving some details on his new solo project in the works. Ozzy says he's open to the idea of using A.I. to create more music with Randy Rhodes' original guitar riffs. And Kiss says they will live on as digital avatars after their final show this past weekend and more. Plus, this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. Everything's up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live every Sunday, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, and on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. All right, yes, it's time for the Rock News Weekly podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris here as well as David. How's it going? Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm uh, feeling relaxed. Yeah, you were saying it's uh, coming to the end of the uh, school year for you, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're ready to go as well uh, with this week's news. Uh, we got lots to talk about. Uh, so let's get to it. Without further ado, uh, this week of December 11th, REM's Michael Stipe giving us some details on his new solo project in the works. Ozzy open to the idea of using AI uh, to create more music with Randy Rhodes. Kiss saying uh, they will live on as digital avatars. Uh, after their final show, which we were kind of laughing about, it's, it's just uh, the whole thing just seems really, New I don't know, man. technology. It just seems a little, I don't know, like it's something out of a movie. We'll get into that. We got some tour news, though. Uh, Guar. Guar is something out of a movie. Guar is something out of a movie there. <laughs> something else, man. If you ever want to see a crazy show. Have you been to a guar show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, I'm jealous. I haven't been sprayed with blood, um, but they were at Aftershock Festival. And we Just got, this last? No, this last uh, a oh, couple no. years back. They've been there a couple times. So you didn't get sprayed sprayed with blood, but did you get I did sprayed not. with any like fire? <laughs> no, no like that? nothing no? like that. Uh, but it was pretty awesome. Uh, we got to interview one of the guys. Uh, it was crazy. He was in his full get-up gear. Uh, and did the interview and character and all that. It was pretty cool. So lovely. Yeah, they're uh, good, good friends of us. Uh, well, they probably don't know who we are, or remember us, but uh, they, they were one of my first interviews there at Aftershock uh, that I I truly remember. Like, man, that was a great one. So they're on tour with Cancer Bats, X Cops, um, Fuming Mouth. I think it's the other band there. It's all it looks like East Coast. Um, Mostly, but then they do a lot of Canadian dates, eh? Yeah, look at that. Saskatoon. Yeah, Saskatoon. Quebec. Montreal, don't you know? Calgary. Calgary. All of those are like middle of Canada Vancouver. places. Vancouver. Yeah, Ottawa. So, yeah, They must cool. have a big... Fo- I mean, you think about it. Like, they do. is such a... I mean, they're so... Uh, attention getting yeah and they they pride themselves on their crazy live show it's they're like the gallagher of rock and they roll could probably draw you know? people oh yeah they yeah. definitely can and especially in other countries like that canada when you know when's the last time saskatoon has like a crazy metal show right? like that you know <laughs> probably not very often so yeah i when, wonder if they're gonna have uh, a show on prince edward island <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of avonlea yeah nova scotia up there like in the <laughs> Yeah, they could. 
anyway, so good for Guar, man. That, I love the name of the tour, too. The Age of Befuddlement Tour. <laughs> At first, I thought it said Befoulement. Yeah. And then I was, I was like, oh, that's gross. And then I saw that it said Befuddlement. <laughs> befuddlement. Like, oh, that's funny. It's that's clever, really right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. good. Uh, Chili Peppers also on tour. I don't know if you saw this. They announced uh, their big kind of... Looks like first leg. I think there's more dates on the way. We'll get to those dates in a minute. You got some good people on that. Yeah, so look at the, you know. Kid Cuddy and Ice Cube. Seung Kuti, Wand, Iron Tom. Uh, there's a lot of really, they, they're kind of covering a lot of bases here. So um, I, I like this. It's almost like these are the artists that they listen to themselves, you know. And I feel like it, with, with the Chili Peppers, they don't need to have certain artists on tour with them. They get to choose. And they get yeah, to make yeah. an offer to like a band they truly want, you know, to be on tour with them. And yeah, yeah, so pretty cool. It looks like uh, tickets are on sale now. Kicks off Washington, May twenty eighth of next year. Uh, we do get uh, a couple dates. I am gonna have tickets on the bear for this date in Wheatland at the Toyota Amphitheater in June second. Nice. I'm not sure who the opening act is. I gotta look it up off top. Oh, uh, maybe it says it right here. Actually, it does. Ken Carson and Iron Tom. So we don't get the Kid Cudi uh, or the Ice Cube, but uh, I'm not sure who Ken Carson is. Are you familiar with with him at all? No, I have to look it up. Yeah. So anyway, um, they're on tour uh, in the summer of next year. Looks like mostly June and, and through July, and uh, on sale now. So there you go. Another big tour coming up. Def Leppard, Journey. Steve Miller Band, Heart and Cheap Trick. So oh, that's one of those themes. Yep, it's it's right up that uh, '70s kind of '80s uh, threshold there, and this is a big reunion for Heart and kind of big comeback tour for them. I know that Steve Miller Band. Um, uh, so it looks like those opening bands kind of vary. So it looks like the um, West Coast dates. Looks like it's going to be. Uh, Steve Miller Band as the opening act. And then uh, Hart is going to be in Ohio only and Boston for a couple dates. And then Cheap Trick, Washington, Colorado, Montana, and Florida. But then the rest is going to be Steve Miller Band. Uh, So there you go. If you guys are interested in that, uh, L.A. is August 25th. San Francisco, August 28th. San Diego, August 30th for us here in California. Def Leppard Journey 2024.com. Um, if you guys want to grab those tickets, I know I think they're on sale now as well. So there you go. Another um, kind of along that same line, same vein, I guess. Peter Frampton, 60th year of playing live. Isn't that crazy? It's gone. Yeah. I mean, I think any guitarist up there after that point is it's pretty impressive, right? Any live musician for that matter. 60th year of playing live? Like, was he doing little kid concerts, or is that like he must have been playing at like you know at his teenage years? Gosh, he's got to be in his seventies yeah, now, like fourteen years old. I, gu- I guess it says here too. I didn't know this. It said that he announced a farewell tour after his diagnosis of the degenerative disease inclusion body my myositis. Myositis, yeah. <laughs> but now he says he's not putting an end date on this tour, so he thought that was going to be the end because of that diagnosis and i guess he's doing really well and so he's now he never say never ever say never tour so that's kind of a play on that why he chose that tour name so good for him i mean good destroying the inclusion body myositis yes that's right kick its ass (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's going to be uh, in California a couple dates. Uh, L.A. at the Greek Theater, April 13th. April 14th, San Diego. So uh, check him out while you can. Peter Frampton out there. Uh, could be his final tour. You never know. Um, and good to see that he's in good enough health to hit the road. Another one that's along those lines. Seems like this is like the final tour for these guys. It says, together live for the last time ever, ever. So I don't know if that means... It's their farewell tour or just the last time they're playing together. So it's kind of a little clever wording there that I think they're trying to make it seem like could be the final tour. But I think it's the together for the last time ever. So they're it's not really shiny. <laughs> and it is shiny. And it's very American. Very American with, with fighter jets. Like It almost looks like it. a movie trailer. It, like there's yeah, actor yeah, names on the top and it's their, their hits. Hot blooded come sailing Sunday. Jukebox coming fall. Urgent. Renegades and jukebox heroes tour. All right. So anyway, John Waite is the special guest. There'll be a lot of hits there. If you guys like Sticks and Foreigner, they've been on plenty of tours before. So I mean, it's kind of like once you've seen it, you've seen it before. But we are getting a couple dates: Concord, Anaheim, June 28th and June 29th next year. Tickets are on sale now. Um, U2 announcing their final four shows for The Sphere in Las Vegas. Friday, February 23rd, February 24th, and then March 1st and March 2nd. So um, they're not going to live there. <laughs> they are not going to live there. Why? But, dude, look at it. will mark 40 nights at the venue. So that is, that is pretty impressive. They've basically been living there. In inside, like Bono just lives in the sphere at night, and he just like gets on top of it like he's Batman or something. <laughs> well, I wonder how he likes it there in the in in that uh, kind of place. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I think they like it because they there was a video that you two filmed a long time ago that was they filmed it in Las Vegas, and then this new one, Atomic City, they went back and did the same thing. They now, filmed they filmed it on a flatbed truck in Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, you you uh, you recently in Las Vegas? Were you, yeah. Uh, were you happy with Las Vegas? I I was. You know, honestly, I'm I'm nice. I'm in the category of enjoying Las Vegas uh, for for what it is. I go in the mindset that, you know, I'm gonna lose some money, and if I come back either with my money or a little bit more than that, then that's a good that's a good experience, you know, and. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where That's it'll get you. It's it's Vegas, baby. It'll get you. Uh, no, but I mean, the quality of the shows there at Vegas truly are like, you know, we went to the Omnia nightclub for New Year's Eve, and that was like being in a real nightclub. You see stuff on TV or movies for, uh, you know, things like that, and that's it, it really is there for that. And I feel like this Sphere stuff is along the, those same lines of quality. Like, it's, it's a world kind of renowned um, sound system and video system. We I put in uh, for a ticket request for a show that's coming up for uh, Fish. Fish has four nights that they're going to be doing there in April. And so I put in for the ticket request lottery for those. I'll see if I'll, if I'll get them. If I don't, then I don't, and it wasn't meant to be. But if I hit them, then it was meant to be. And I'll get them at face value. And it's around, I think, 120 a ticket for face value for like mid-level seats mm. so have you seen fish before i've seen them before yes i've seen them at outside lands i've seen them in tahoe as well okay. um 2010 and then i think 2011 is when we saw them so it's been a while i haven't seen them in about 10 10 uh, you know 12 years but 
I would see them at a place like the Sphere for the experience because I feel like it's worth it at that point. Well, that's yeah, that's the that's the type of thing I think Fish would. Uh, they would excel well, at it. Yeah. Tool. There's a lot of bands that I could see doing really cool stuff there. Even somebody like Daft Punk, they could come out of retirement and do a show there, and it would be legendary, you know, and it would sell out and people would do it, you know. So I think it's one of those venues. I feel like it, it has the potential to do some really cool stuff. So we'll see where it goes. And you two going to be uh, finishing up their nights there um, in the spring of next year. So check that out. All right. This was the big one of the big stories for the rock news this week. And I thought it was hilarious. Um, just the fact that they're doing this. And I don't know if you saw you, you probably haven't seen the actual avatars. Oh, this, these are the avatars. Yeah, right? the, these are uh, this is a picture of the avatars here. Um, that people can see, and it's 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 pretty ridiculous, man. I mean, like honestly, I thought the avatars looked kind of low budget. Like, is that they, is that the Gene Simmons one with the yeah, wings? No, he's got the fire and the bat wings. He's got some really nice cleats too. Yes, he must be. Uh, yeah, some de- demon soccer, demon cleats. Yes, because everybody else has platforms. Yeah, and he has cleats. He's the he's the athlete. In the, in the so bus. and then everybody seems to have their own little like, oh, he's green, and then he's blue, and Paul Stanley's red, and Gene's you know on fire. It's like a video so game. So yeah, or it's something. like a video game. Or like, do you remember those? What were they called? Beast. Altered Beasts or something like? No, though that was a video game where a guy Altered Beasts. Beast. Yeah, there, no. no, the one it was. There's another thing where, like, when we were kids, there was these little things you played with, and they had like a little symbol on their chest. Oh, whatever they were called. Yeah, something Beast or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I can't remember. I know it reminds me of that because they have like <laughs> little, they have like some sort of symbology that goes with it. Like that one has like the sun. Over yeah. there, it looks like the Philippines flag kind of a thing. <laughs> that one over there looks like ice, maybe. I don't know. Who knows, man? So, and you guys are wondering. Maybe they'll have action figures like in that, a cartoon well, or I something. I think they are. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like they already do. Like, it, it, to me, it doesn't seem like anything new in a way. It's like I'm, it's, I'm but surprised. Now it's just digital. It's on the internet. Well, I guess the the whole premise of this, guys, is Kiss played their final show, the last part of the show. They said we're gonna live on in a new era this digital era and these digital avatars of the four members started performing and so now if you go to their website it's like the, they're just avatars the avatar kiss is available to watch on their website if you go to it um so i don't know i i, I think it's kind of a a gimmick like a lot of stuff <laughs> kiss, kiss does in general but it's, it's also kind of a weird situation with bands thinking like this is like a a way to go now Instead of just like letting it be, like you know, the bands died or whatever, we're done, we're broken up. Like, for example, another similar band like a Black Sabbath. Why didn't they do this cheesy route? I think because they have a little more musical integrity and they don't want to be like a non-stop money-making machine the way Kiss I think feels yeah. about <laughs> their music and stuff, right? Yeah, I, don't know. I wonder if they'll be on the they'll they'll transfer this to the metaverse. <laughs> Possibly, huh? Like, can we go and like actually meet these avatars? That's a good can point. We shake their. Hand, I mean, that's a good point. Give they... them a hug. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just feels very strange. This whole thing. It's uh, I don't know. Transhumanism. Yeah, that's Wild. it's it's something, man. I don't know what to call it. It's like living on in the digital realm. Download your brain on the internet. It's it's more than just like how people are. You know, well, we already got stuff like you know virtual reality and things like that. 
It's different though when you have like a band like supposedly continuing in a digital form. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, is it, are, yeah. We'll is see it, are they going to use AI to do this? Like, and, yeah. And are they going to perform some kind of shows like in theaters or something or like I have no idea. Yeah. And who would pay for that? I got to think like at a point it's like look. <laughs> like no one's going to be like fooled by that gimmick or I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll it's see. hard to see where it will go. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really picture it. Maybe they got a plan, and we'll see in the coming years. Um, let's get to something with more musical integrity. Uh, Michael Stipe has written all the songs for a new solo project, even though there's no release date. He gives us very small amount of details here, but it was interesting to hear what he's been up to because, you know, R.E.M. hasn't been doing stuff for a while. You know, obviously, I think they broke up in, like, 2011 or something a long time ago. And Michael Stipe's just been kind of laying low, doing his thing. And now he's been uh, revealing that over the last couple of years, he struggled with writer's block due to various upsets, distractions, and emergencies. He broke through earlier this year and now has written all the songs for the project. Uh, but he says, quote, I'm wildly insecure. I have imposter syndrome to the effing max. He admitted that he would see old clips of R.E.M. and one wonder how he even did that. He said it's hard to be in competition with your former self. Outside of his own music, he did mention that he also recorded a duet with Courtney Love for her upcoming record. He gave no hint of when that might be released. So so what do you think of that? Like him kind of, I like how he says it's hard to be in competition with your former self. You know, and I feel yeah. like musicians from that era, it's... Like, how am I ever going to match that? How am I going to live up to that? You know, like, and like he says, he sees some of the old clips and wonder how he he ever did that, you know? And so that's got to be kind of surreal and wild, right? Yeah, I wonder how much of that is mixed in with this sort of like nostalgia for those times, you know? That is a great point. And I feel like that's what a lot of this stuff is, um, you know, is like based on right you look back with rosy colored glasses or whatever you, what the saying is and you're like man yeah that, I, I was killing it that was amazing that was our peak you know but who knows maybe there's still like you know uh time left to do really impressive do other, stuff other things that are that are great that yeah. are equally impressive right so that's cool that he's going that route, and he got out of that funk. Maybe it was a bit of a depression or whatever, kind of looking back and feeling like, ah, oh, I'm never going to be that good. What's the point, right? What's yeah. the point of, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to write another big Well, it's hard when you have something like, you know, a, a band that was big like that, and and, and it's broken up. Yep. That, I, you know, you think about it, just like even having periods of time when you're, you know, Doing stuff a lot with friends, you know? Yep. You, you spend a lot of time with friends, and then it just kind of changes or something. Like, right. you look back on those times, it's hard to... It's it's hard, right? So Definitely. I, yeah, I could see that, that funk. Yep. Especially when it comes to creativity stuff, putting out, putting yourself out there. And like you saying, I'm wildly insecure. So, But go for it, man. Do it. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to hearing whatever he's got. Uh, they added a couple people. We talked a couple weeks back about this rock and roll fantasy camp that's coming up um, in March of next year. They added uh, Michael Anthony from Van Halen, which is pretty cool. Great bass player. And they, like, look at this picture of Sebastian Bach that they got here. <laughs> they got Sebastian Bach now in it as well. So I don't. I, what I don't understand about this, and tell me if I'm wrong here, with these things, to me, it's supposed to be like a musician's 
thing where you're learning from a musician, right? Uh-huh. I'm watching Michael Anthony. We're playing bass together, right? <laughs> Doing the drums together, yeah. playing guitar together. The vocal thing, I don't really kind of understand that. Like, what is Sebastian Bach gonna like teach you as a vocal coach there? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he will lend <laughs> I mean, I some guess, amazing things. I guess it. I don't know. Because I, when I think of these guys, <laughs> I don't think of them as starting out as like some sort of like trained a Juilliard musician. musician. Yeah, like they're not like these trained musicians that like learned. All the the methods and like practices of of a truly like right you know but maybe I don't know some of them are I mean some of these guitarists and yeah, stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but but like, the but the vocalist yeah I definitely mean, not Sebastian I mean, either, like Bach. okay guys this is how you do falsetto <laughs> <laughs> like yeah d- I don't know I I don't know I don't not get to it say either. they don't sound great they do great what they do but it's like yeah that that idea of what are you gonna learn from it I don't know. I don't know. And it says it's so I guess the whole thing is, is that maybe what it is, Sebastian, now that I'm reading it a little bit here on here, it says perform live with. Right. So maybe maybe it's all about the like learning to rock feeling. Right. right? Well, maybe you learn with all the other guys like the bass, the drums, the guitar, all that. And then you get to go up there and jam. Yeah. And Sebastian Bach sings over your stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and you jam like a, a rat <laughs> song or a Skid Row song. You know. Okay. That's, okay. That's probably yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah. Then it gets everyone. Really Maybe he's excited. not actually a coach because a lot of these guys, pretty much everybody here, is a coach. And so that's what I'm thinking. Maybe he's like the grand finale where you get to do whatever song you're, you're practicing with Sebastian Bach. He there comes the out. End. Yeah. And they paid him like I don't know how much. Probably quite a bit to do some drunk or something. Yeah, I don't know. He he was really I remember man. He was he was a dick at the uh, Merced theater performance. I don't know if you remember. Oh, he he played here. He did in Merced like Skid Row. Yeah, well it wasn't Skid Row. It was Sebastian Bach, and it was. did you get backstage? Well, so yeah, there I didn't go. You had to comb his hair to get backstage. I didn't go. I didn't want to go. But the the story was from my coworker Angie, who did did go. She went with her, one of her girlfriends, and there was a meet and greet that was included. Uh-huh. And it was like after the show, they go on his bus, and they would do a meet and greet, right? <laughs> and, uh, so a couple things during the show, the 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 thing that happened was I guess he brought a backing CD to play during their set, like either vocals or music or something that was supposed to play during the song uh-huh. and it started like skipping or like having a problem like almost like the milli vanilli thing oh no <laughs> and he got fucking pissed and he walked off the stage and like talked to the sound guy came back tried to do another song and some guy jumped up on the stage and he got pissed because the security was really lax enough for that to happen oh i see and then so he uh, stormed off the stage again he like dropped the mic basically said like fuck you guys and left and, and then every, it, yeah and he was done the show was over and the guys are on stage just like kind of finishing the song and then that was it right and then there was supposed to be a meet and greet and then i guess that was delayed and angie said it did happen but when they got on there he was just like totally trash he was like being a jerk angie said she has like her friend was a little like kind of heavy set and he, the first thing he said when they got in the bus was like, 
Oh, I have some salads here. Did you uh, did you want any salad just like to this one friend of hers? And he like he's like, oh, I got Sebastian Bach said that. Yes, dude. <laughs> so this is all what what supposedly happened. Uh, so well, anyway. I guess when you're that pretty, though, <laughs> you can say. What yeah, you he's want. he's a real go getter, isn't he? Right. Um, so no, yeah. Anyway, Sebastian Bach there. That's my that's our story from him when he played in Merced. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, more rock news. This was a cool kind of group, super group that's uh, formed now. It's called the Allman Betts Family Revival, and it's kind of a tribute to the family legacy of the Allman Brothers Band, fronted by lead singer and guitarist Devin Allman, the son of Greg Allman, vocalist and lead guitarist Dwayne Betts, son of Dickie Betts, and bassist Barry Betts, who has the same name of his father. Each play the same instrument their dad played in the Allman Brothers Band. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's cool. I, I like how they're keeping it, you know, trying to keep it going with the extended family members there. Um, uncles, grandsons, sons, all that stuff. So they're, it's mostly East Coast right now. Uh, but one, we did get a date. We do have a date coming up in San Francisco. I don't think I'm going to be able to make that one. But they're just getting started. So this is like their first kind of tour. So looking forward to more, hearing more about it and more from them. Very cool. Okay, here, I think this is the last rock story, uh, rock news of the week. This was kind of a, a little headline that made attention. Ozzy saying he was open to using AI to make music with the late Randy Rhodes. So, Randy Rhodes was only on two of Ozzy's albums, his first two solo albums. Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman. And then he died tragically in a plane crash. Did you know about that history a little bit? A little bit, yeah. So, yeah, he died, and, uh, you know, of course, there was unrecorded stuff. There was stuff that, you know, unfinished songs, stuff that could never really be completed. So, um, this is interesting. This is uh, on a podcast. Uh, so, Ozzy and Jack, or it was, I think it was on Jack's podcast, um, Ozzy said of the Beatles, now and then, they were talking about the new one. You know how they used AI on that one to yeah. kind of clean yeah. up John Lennon's uh, vocals and the piano part, uh, as well as George Harrison's guitar. So it that utilized uh, AI in that regard to make his vocals clear. Ozzy said about that, quote, I haven't considered it yet, but as far as me doing something like that, uh, something like what the remaining Beatles did with the John Lennon thing, that was a partial song and they cleaned up the track. When his son explained the other ways it can be used, Ozzy replied, Well, you know what? I'm open for anything if it was good quality. He warned, The cat's out of the bag. You can't do it. The danger is that people will misuse it. Because I'll get like a formula for a song, I'll put that formula in, and I'll keep doing that. So, what do you think about that? Um, I, You know, I think that's, that's kind of... On that, it's like that's his choice, I guess. Um, it's kind of, kind of cool, but it, like we said before, it, it's and and he says the thing about the cats out of the bag. Mm -hmm. It's like it's almost like once someone like this starts doing this, where does where does it end? Yep, you know? exactly. And I, I don't like the idea of using AI to make a Randy Rhodes type riff if it wasn't there to begin with. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I feel like that that's someone's gonna start doing that. You know? Well, because, you know, you get into things like this, is it's so, uh, you know, it's like a thumbprint, you know? 
it's a it's a thing where it's like no you're not supposed to be able to reproduce that you know <laughs> exactly um so we'll see uh you know it, it'll be an interesting journey with this ai stuff man all right we got some birthdays to get to uh rock birthdays this week let's do it <laughs> Okay, we got birthdays this week, but David, real quick, uh, I got them from a new website, which did include a lot more birthdays this time around, but the problem with, was with this site, it gives me the exact days of their birthdays, but it does but not... not their... Uh, not their actual age. age. Okay. So we don't... <laughs> We don't know how old they are, <laughs> but it's their birthday. Think about, we'll think about I'm not going to do the math, but we'll have to think about yeah. what was going on when they were born. That's right, in 1948. 1948, we just finished World War II. He's a truly Ozzy Osbourne, born in 1948 on this day. Oh, no, December 3rd through 10th, somewhere yeah. in there. So December He's 3rd. truly a baby, baby boomer. Yeah, right? definitely. They right there. The, in, exactly. After everybody came home from the war having babies. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Vinny Dombrowski of Sponge, born in 1962. Glenn Graham, Blind Melon, born in 1968. Yeah. And Johnny Rezeznik of the Goo Goo Dolls, born in 1965. And he, <laughs> does he, like, what is up with him? I don't know. I mean, he's, he's got—he's always had that sort of like very uh, like a feathered hair. Well, like the the taut skin, you know. Oh he's yeah, got that shiny sort of sheen like. Yeah, skin. I don't know. Maybe he goes—he gets stuff done or something. I Maybe don't know, he had because he's always looked like that, even when he was younger. Yeah, it's just his way. That's yeah, just the just way. way. Where yeah. do you find peeps like that? <laughs> Where do you get them? Well, I know, and he has this like Keith Urban like coiffed hair. Yeah. And he's always had that, right? I know, yeah. Uh, Good for him. Yeah, he will. Good for him. Yeah. Um, Jack Russell of Great White is nineteen. was born in 1960. There you go. David Lovering of the Pixies is born in 1961. Peter Buck of R.E.M. born in 1956. Wow, that's kind of crazy for me to think about. It's like my dad's. Yeah, Peter Buck. Yep. All right. All right. Tim Butler of the Psychedelic Furs, born in 1958. Tom Waits, born in 1949. That was the most recent picture I could find of him. And this was backstage at a Jack White show that he saw recently. Good so, old Tom Waits. Yeah. Uh, Marty Friedman of Megadeth is, was born in 1962. And he's the one that lives in, yes. uh, in Japan, right? Yes, that's him. It's, it's, uh, he's like on a he's like a game, like a show, game host. show host. Yeah, he's they don't like even a know legend. That he's in Megadeth. Yeah, well, like, yeah, they didn't care. We just like <laughs> game show. Isn't that funny? So yeah. Phil Collin of Def Leppard was born in 1957, and is like a bodybuilder. <laughs> I know. If you Google Phil Collin of Def Leppard. 99% of the photos are with him without a shirt. Like, I couldn't even find one with him with a shirt on. The only, like, the <laughs> only, like, extra adjectives are shiny right. or dry. They're like, he's like, lube me up, doll. Yeah. Backstage, oh they're like, gosh. spray, spray. Lube me up, lube lube me up, me up doll. doll. Thanks, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
shit. Um, Warren Kukuri. Oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do this Cucurulo. one. Kukurulo. Kukurulo of Duran Duran was born in 1956. Dude, fun fact about him. I, for whatever reason, um, I looked it up. He he's a flat earther guy. He's one of the dudes. Really? Yeah. Like there, I I was trying to find a picture of them, right? And I clicked on one, and it went to a Facebook post of his. And he's like holding a sign, and it says like, "This this is the stupidest thing ever." And it's a picture of the globe or whatever. Uh-huh. And then the post says like, something about, "Hey, happy anniversary to the NASA scam of 1960, blah blah blah." And NASA's still fooling us, and he's like uh, all this. Crazy they shit. fool us every day with their, <laughs> their GPS and their, you know, all that kind of all that trickery, trickery, all that trickery. Yeah. So um, <laughs> he's a flat earther. So I just want to throw uh, that out there. So he's good. in good company. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot no, of people along that along that uh, line. Hey there, Trey Cool, born in 1972. Now, I mean, so that's that's the time for that's the time period I expected all the bands that I liked in seventh grade. Yeah, to, to be, be born, born in the seventies, right? right? So I'm surprised seeing all these other ones that I'm like, yeah, I listened to that and that. They were born in 1956 and 58 and stuff yeah. like that. Surprising, yeah. isn't that crazy? Uh, Jeff Barrow, Portishead, 1971. Jacob Dylan of the Wildflowers, uh, was born in 1970. Doesn't he look just like oh, Dad a little bit? Are the still together? Uh, I think they are. Wow. Doesn't he look like his dad? He he does, in his, in, especially in the eyes there. He's a he's a tad he's a tad uh, what would you say handsomer? I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but he really does look like his dad. Yeah. Right. Brian Bell of Weezer is uh, was born in 1968. Uh, Meg White, the White Stripes, was born in 1974. Scott Alexander of Dishwalla was born in 1971. Oh, yeah, I saw that when I clicked on here that he's um, proud Mormon. Really? Yeah, Scott Alexander. I'm trying to remember Dishwalla. They had that song, Counting Blue Cars, in the 90s. Oh, yeah, he w- they and are. And it was a Christian, I think, maybe not Mormon, maybe Mormon, I don't know. I thought it was It was like a religious kind of Yeah, I remember back some, in the day, Counting Blue Cars. Um, it was like. Must have been all your late afternoon. Yeah, Tell yeah. me all your thoughts on God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to meet her. Old Scotty oh. Alexander. I was trying to remember who what, what, what Dishwalla was from. Yeah, yep, that, that's that was them. them. That's them. So there you go. Uh, Joseph Mascus of, Dinos- yeah. of yeah. Dinosaur Jr. Was born in 1965. Yep, he's still touring, he too. Cool. Yeah, he's still playing. All right, we got some trivia. We got some trivia. Let's do it. All right, time for some trivia. This week in rock and roll history trivia, the question is, this week in 1980, this band announces that they are officially disbanding. Happened this week in 1980. What band was it? Was it A, Black Sabbath? B, the Eagles, C, Led Zeppelin, or was it D, Crosby's Cocaine Calliope Cats of the Cornwall Catamaran Club? <laughs> that's uh, uh, That was a the very short The Cornwall Catamaran Club. The, that's a prestigious catamaran club. It is. Well, the, mean, the, you know, Cornwall over there, it's a beautiful area. 
It is. You just got to be careful not to fall off the cliffs. That's but you might land in a catamaran. You could land in a catamaran. There's a lively calliope jam going on. <laughs> full of, in, in, in fully inspired With by the cocaine. Arist- the Aristocats <laughs> might be in there have, <laughs> leading the calliope. The calliope, yeah, they, they could be there. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Uh, I, I just uh, let's see. Officially disbanding. Yep. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, huh? Okay. It's locking it in. You are absolutely correct. Here's, I got one right. Here's the note that they sent via via teletype for immediate release. Send then it through the teletype. December fourth, nineteen eighty, isn't it? We wish it to be known that the loss of our dear friend. And with the deep respect for his, we have for his family, together with the sense of undivided harmony felt by ourselves and our manager, have led us to decide that we could no longer continue as we were. Led Zeppelin. Wow, that's pretty. Uh, that's kind of lovely. Yep. Eight, 1980, man. That's that's a good year. It was, and it was a huge yeah. turning point. Yeah. So. That was it. John Bonham passing away, and they were like, we can't do this. And see, so, I mean, I, I really, you know, as much as we hate it as fans, Led Zeppelin, they only reunited, I think it was 2007 for that show, for Ahmet Erkgun, that guy that died, the record executive yeah. guy. Um, but, I, I don't know, I have a respect for bands that kind of, like, do that, you know? Like, hey, we're not going to be the same band we were. Out of respect for his family, we're, we're not going to continue and try and, you know get somebody to replace him yeah there is that integrity of the uh like you look at it more as uh you know despite the the complaints that one would have about led zeppelin's artistry um or or maybe like theft of artistry right yeah definitely but but, i mean there is some integrity to that in in that you know you're not just doing this as a easy and continuance to yeah, keep making money or something like that's that. That's a good point. And with all of their previous history of doing that, all indications would say that they would continue, you know, instead of like stopping because why not? They were ripping off, you know, black American musicians for a long time until they got called out on it and had to pay up. Yeah. And that was towards the end of their career. And then this happened. And so maybe they just felt like, you know, maybe it's run its course, you know. So anyway, so that happened December 4th, 1980. All right, so we got some new rock and metal uh, albums out for the week. David, take it away, man. All righty. Atreyu, The Beautiful Dark of Life. Avre Li- Oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Good luck on that. Uh, Blue Oyster Cult, 50th Anniversary Live. Cassidy Paris, New Sensation. Dimu Borger, Inspiratio Profanus. Ectomorph, Vivid Black. Uh- <laughs> That's a good one. I yeah. think I'm an ectomorph, right? Isn't that body types, right? Oh, is it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so there's like endomorph, mesomorph. <laughs> no, an ectomorph, oh, I think, is okay. a body type. Okay. I, well, I, I, so. I learned something today. All right. Everdon, Venera, Fifth <laughs> Note. Uh, we were, we were, here we are. Sorry. Um, this is a fun one. Gay, gay, taz, Ika. Mids Natsburn Ved Jevelins. I think I got it right. Port. port. <laughs> Simply port. They must the be from uh, Sweden. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, German. Genunga Gap. 
<laughs> Helical arising. Wow, that's okay. Right. Have mercy. Um, Osiah Kairos. This is uh, this is uh, Jesse's band yeah. from Full House. Have <laughs> oh, mercy. <laughs> this is, that's his band. This is the thing. Uh, w- w- <laughs> what is the other one? He's, remember when they John came Stamos. out with like the the, the, the single? Remember <laughs> yeah, when they did that's that? right. It was like actually on the radio. And yeah. Stuff? What was that song? Yeah. I can, I can almost I can all it's on the tip of the tongue. Was it when he did the drumming for the Beach Boys and he was he was the drummer for the Beach Boys for their touring group for a while. Oh my god. Remember that episode and they went the full house and then they all went to Hawaii and the Beach Boys played and then he hopped on the drums and stuff. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, good time. That was the tie-in, yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny, man. <laughs> um rage behind eminence or disgrace. Slow, a bimes, one. <laughs> Sunny Vincent, primitive. <laughs> Stress positions, harsh reality. Various artists, born on the bayou, a heavy undertone, underground tribute to Creedence Clearwater Revival. Now that's interesting. The heavy heavy metal Creedence Clearwater Revival uh, covered uh, album. I've, I'd never even heard of that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Winter Horde, Neptunian. Wrath of Logarius, Necrotic Assimilation. Okay, favorite, favorite. Now it's your turn to tell me your favorite names. Okay. Wait, am I missing? I did oh, not yeah, read the last them all. two. The last oh, two. Oh, see car, or see, car seat, headrest, faces from the masquerade. Neil Young, before and after. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to grab, like, the albums from, there's a pop album chart, and then there's this heavy rock and uh, metal chart. So I'm trying to get the both both of them in there uh the the relevant ones all right so my favorite um i don't know i think that <laughs> i mean the one that i want to listen to is that born on the bayou a heavy underground tribute yeah, to ccr yeah, actually, yeah that sounds good that's that's pretty funny uh and then i think ectomorph has the coolest name there i, I i'm gonna say i'm very curious about guys tastic yeah. or whatever this, this one here? And, and also Ganungagap. good good luck putting that in the search engine though <laughs> yeah and yeah remembering how to spell how to do those Ganunga little O's Gap. with the yeah. line in there Ganungagap. Gan- I like saying that a lot <laughs> Ganungagap. helical arising that's a good name too all right news from around the world real quick we got some uh random stories here minimum wage increases there's gonna be Seven states that are getting a minimum wage increase. I don't have time to go through all of them here, but that will bring the number of states that pay 15 an hour more to seven, plus the District nice. of Columbia, uh, Columbia now. So look at the, some of these states, though, in blue. That I like the, the way they do this here. In blue, uh, it's still – this is the bare minimum federal minimum wage. They're still at 725. 725. Yep. I, they, I, I, I worked in Idaho at 725. Oh, my really? Wife, my wife worked there. Uh, oh, yeah, right up here. For, uh, she was a waitress. And in food service, you can get paid even less. Really? So she got paid like two something an hour or something. And they were supposed to make it up with tips. It was terrible. Wow. It was absolutely horrible. So, you know, I like that uh, that, that minimum wage there. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's nice. That's pretty good. I know California is going up to $16 an hour next year. 
um, starting January 1st. So we'll see. We'll just wait to see all the Taco Bells go out of business, right? That's the whole <laughs> threat. Yeah, So we'll definitely. see them. Or they're all moved to Oklahoma. Right, Because yeah. they've got so much money there to pay for their And ta- people their love Taco tacos Bell. in Oklahoma. They do. They do. <laughs> right? Well, Texas, I mean, shoot, all the, ta- all the Taco Bells will go to... Yep, we'll go to Texas. We'll see a yes. mass exodus. Yeah. They will. They will literally be running for the or border. Or the McDonald's, all of them. <laughs> all right, this was kind of crazy. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's real cute, but it's super deadly. Really, an 18-year-old man in Australia narrowly avoided death while uh, an encounter with a blue-ringed octopus collecting seashells. So the man was unaware it was hiding this octopus in one of the seashells that he collected. Right. And he had the seashell in his pocket, and oh it actually bit him on the leg. He recognized the bite and prevented his knees from holding the octopus just in time. He was treated for over six hours. It's one of the world's most venomous creatures with no antidote for its toxins. Isn't that crazy? Like, Isn't that terrifying? To me, it's terrifying that we have these creatures out there where we don't have an antidote for their, um, for their um, venom. And why would such a cute little thing like that want to do that to you? I don't know, man. Just goes to show. Yep. It looks like an alien, to be honest. It, yeah, does look it, at that. It it's not? a little teeny tiny. You know, when I was a kid, I used to have dreams of owning a tiny octopus. Yeah. I just thought that would be really? so cool. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I thought it would be so cool to just have a little octopus. <laughs> yeah, like that. Uh, don't you know, get the blue ring one. You know, I don't want that one. <laughs> I don't want that one. No. It looks really cool, though. It does look cool. I'd throw one of those at my enemy's face. Yeah, that would be a pretty, that'd be a kind of a cool way to. You know, wait, oh, what is it? Blue that, ring? What's it called? A blue ring octopus? Yeah, blue ring octopus. That's maybe an okay band name. That is, yeah, not bad. Or maybe huh? an album. An album name. Or you could, like, change something Bite. in there to make it kind of kitschy, like a little bit. Clever bite of the blue ring. Bite, bite of the blue ring octopus <laughs> in your pocket. All right. Speaking of that, um, before I show it, um, what do you, what animal out there do you think statistically kills the most humans? It's not the octopus. Well, I know the answer to this. Oh, do you? I, unfortunately, I'm a geographer, but I know the answer to this. What is it? The mosquito. It is the mosquito. Yes. Look at that dastardly. Look villain. at him. Gosh, sticking his little proboscis <laughs> right in the little folds. So this uh, this thing, Stats Panda, they ranked the animals deadliest animals based on how many human beings they kill. Mosquitoes take the top place as they spread diseases like malaria, yellow fever, West Nile virus, and den- dengue fever. Um, mosquitoes kill one million people every year. One million every year. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't I, think you know, it was that high. I I will say. I've had a couple of times where I thought I had dengue fever. Really? When I lived in Thailand. Oh my god! And both times, I guess I didn't. Like they, t- uh, actually, I didn't think I had it. I got sick, and other people were like, "Oh no, I think he has dengue." So they took me to the hospital, oh. but I didn't have it. I apparently was just like dehydrated or something like that. But it's, uh, it's. I, I know a lot of people who've gotten. Uh, dengue fever and Man. it's not it's not fun they call no. it in thai it's called kailuat og which means the the vi- the the fever that makes your blood come out oh god you just turn all red like all the red comes up to the surface and you can get like a bloody nose uh, all the blood that's horrible man yeah 
Yep, so malaria. Skeeters are bad. All that dengue fever, all that's really bad. So um, it says humans and snakes come in second and third place. Sharks and wolves only kill about 10 people each. A surprising entry is the freshwater snail. It says it kills about 10,000 people a year due to parasitic disease. Gross. Hippos, roundworms, and elephants also make the top five, or top 15. Elephants. Oh, no. Roundworms are killing people. And that's gross to think of. I know. Yeah. It's gross, man. And that freshwater snail, that's kind of crazy. Well, I saw a thing where is they- that like people eating them? They have these parasites. Oh, well, they no, like, they them like they a leech? Just go, no, I saw this thing where in, in Hawaii, for example, there's this type of snail that it has these parasites in its slime. Oh. And so if it even gets on your food, yeah, then you can. That must be what that is. Wow. Like I saw this thing in Hawaii where they were trying to build a garden, and in order to build the garden in that area, they had that snail. Oh. They had to put the garden in a big giant canoe that they hung from ropes. Wow. So that they could like, if if any snails were going right. up to it, then they could get them off or whatever. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Um. All right. So crazy there um all right did you hear about this guy so they did a follow-up with this this shrew it turns out it was a shroom induced freak out i don't know if you remember we were talking about it was a couple weeks back where this pilot he was a co-pilot and he tried to like shut off the engines of the plane and the staff like stopped him it was crazy so this pilot joseph emerson he will not be indicted on 83 counts of attempted murder which was the initial charge but will instead face 83 counts of recklessly endangering another person, which is still pretty serious. So back in October, he allegedly attempted to turn off Air Alaska's flight engines while he was high on mushrooms he had taken 48 hours prior. Attorneys for Emerson remain uh, maintain that he should not face any charges because he, quote, thought he was in a dream, end quote. Fortunately, other airline employees were able to stop him and the flight made an emergency stop in San Francisco. He's been a pilot for over 20 years. I love that he's like, I shouldn't face any charges because I thought I was in a dream. <laughs> it's like, how about that you took mushrooms before you were about to fly an airplane? Yeah, and you endangered 83 people's lives because of that. And you know, on and this, almost killed them. Yeah, on this picture, though, they've got it backwards. <laughs> that The before is supposed to be on the left oh, and no, the after right? is supposed to be on the right. Yeah, and <laughs> He looks so miserable in that, yeah, in that picture. That one on the right, the contrast. He lost all of his hair. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I guess so, huh? Jeez, it does look like it's been shaved with a bick. Like Something a, a like razor. That. What's going on there? No, maybe that was part of the shroom freakout. <laughs> he shaved his head. Like, ah! uh, no, you you know I had you know he thought he was in a dream once <coughs> when I was camping. Oh my god! I uh, I was cold, so I pulled my hoodie over my head, and then I as one tied, does. Yeah, and I I tied the I pulled the ropes. Oh yeah, real tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tied them in a little bow. <laughs> okay. Right? So that only my nose was sticking out. And <laughs> and, and I was and you remember Jacob Darrington? I don't. I was camping with him. And he said, you were freaking out last night. <laughs> he said that in my sleep, I was like, ah! <laughs> tearing at the hood. Because <laughs> my nose was just sticking out. Of the- <laughs> oh, my God. So there you go. I thought I was in a dream, too. 
<laughs> Moral of the story: It can happen. It Dreams can, happen. can do some Dreams crazy can stuff. Can happen. You yes. know, you'll be <laughs> trying to. I don't know your... what I was dreaming about at the time. <laughs> I just thought it kind of related. And it was oh, really a funny that's story, funny. So. That's good. Uh, that's it for us this week, though, guys. Um, make sure you tune in every week as you do. Uh, watch us on demand. YouTube, our YouTube channel has been getting a lot of great response. So thank you, guys. YouTube.com at Rock News Weekly. And watch us live if you're listening on the audio po- portion of the podcast. Tune in on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly every Sunday. You guys can hang out, watch us live, and watch us on demand on YouTube. All right, we'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.